0: mother is believing. At least I
1: have a husband, you know. Does anybody he believe that? Oh. Does anybody here believe that? Oh. We are from Arkansas, no. <laughs>
0: This is episode sixty-seven. Okay, on the baby ballot names list, this makes it the Jasmine.
2: Jasmine. I thought that was an oddly, like, I know it's like named after a flower, but I always associate Jasmine with Princess Jasmine.
0: So I was and like, well, that's oddly edgy for them. And it's with them. a Z. It's with <laughs> a Z even... on their list, not an S. Oh my! So it's not like the T. <laughs> But do you remember way back when, when we found out that they had a cat named Jasmine? Because I remember making the joke of like, oh, even, or maybe it was a dog. They had a pet. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, man, even the pets get J names. (laughs) So they were just like, had like a dog or a cat named Jasmine. And then they're like, let's just name the kid. It'd be like (laughs) me someday being like, let's just have a Mildred.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Jimildred.
0: She could be with the
2: J in an apostrophe. Mm Jimildred.
0: Like one of our favorite
2: side characters.
0: Don't do that to her.
2: Don't do what to her.
0: She doesn't... She's just Mildred. She's not your Mildred. She's just, <laughs> don't do that.
2: <sighs>
0: but on that note, we haven't had a Mildred minute in a while. <laughs> I thought I'd hit you guys with some breaking <laughs> news. This just happened. True. So Tim got home from work. He was like, let me shower, then we'll record. I'm still sitting on the bed because... It w- We've, we've talked about this, but we're, we're doing this in parts now. So like tonight Mm -hmm. is episode part tomorrow. We'll record dig.
2: She was technically digging on her bed.
0: So yes, I was, I'm still digging. I'm still in the midst of it. I'm about Mm -hmm. three quarters of the way through. So I'm sitting on our bed, working on the dig. Tim's in the shower. And all of a sudden I hear a whole fucking scuffle.
2: A ruckus. A
0: whole fucking ruckus. Happening in like the front living room hallway, something, and then all of a sudden, Mildred comes zooming in and and I cannot cannot describe the zoom that zoomed. you know she zoomed she, and zoomed
2: she was a Mazda she, she was like, don't worry mom i'm just I'm on zoom
0: she zoomed into our room and straight under the bed, and I was like, What the fuck just happened? so I get up anytime we move. This child is up because mm. she's like, oh, oh, she thinks she's going to be fed, right? Right. So you think I'd get up from the bed and she's just, she'd be excited because she'd be like, oh, 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 uh, turkey and giblets. So, you know, like she thinks she'd be excited. <laughs> Doesn't move. And I'm like, well, something spooked her if she's not <laughs> even moving at the the chance of being fed.
2: Well, it is the season.
0: So I make my way down the hallway, <laughs> turn on the light. So she has a little cardboard. Uh, house. She has two houses. She Which has for a- any
2: of our any of our servants' heart friends saw it in the pictures that uh, our niece took. Yes. Yeah.
0: So she has a haunted house for this time of year, and then for Christmas she she winters. She has a winter house.
2: <laughs> yeah. And there's like a scratcher on the bottom. The base of the house is like a scratcher.
0: So I walk down the hallway. Her house is upside down. Like it's. <laughs> Like, there was a tornado. Like, I turned on the fan too high in the living room. <laughs> Just upside down, not where it's supposed to be. So, obviously, she got. I don't know. She got a little crazy.
2: If you have. If any of our fellow diggers have cats, you understand that when they scratch a scratch box or a post or something, sometimes it makes them a little loopy.
0: So something happened, and when she zoomed out, she took the house with her. She <laughs> left the off fa- of she took the the foundation is still there. The foundation is in place. Good foundation. Solid. <laughs> so the scratcher was still there, but the actual house she took with her. And <laughs> obviously, that's what scared the fuck out of her. And she came running down the hallway. So I had to go put the house back on its foundation. There is a small rip. So I, I was talking to her about, I just posted it about her, can you imagine being a homeowner at the age of seven? Um, so I'm like, Mildred, are you going to call your, are you going to call your homeowner's insurance? And so, our, so we have progressive for auto and home and trailer. Um, but I was like, well, everything in Mildred's world is like cans because you like pate and like mm. whatever. So I was like, so she has, she's going to call progresso. <laughs> And she's going to be like, uh, there's a rip on the side of my house. Can you come take care of this? You know, so I put her house back together. She has not gone back in. I think she's no. thoroughly spooked. Yeah. She was like, it's a haunted house, mama.
2: <laughs> there's ghosts on the sides for a yeah. reason. Yeah. So it's scary in there. So can I tell one story in this, Mildred, longer than a minute? Hit it's it. one of my favorite stories. So obviously, we take her to, she's laying on the floor right now. We take her to the vet. <laughs> and we have like a like a soft carrier that we take her in. And what's funny is that she it comes out and she's like fine with it. It lays on the tile. She's fine with it. She lays in it.
0: She lo- she loves it when she's not going to the vet in it.
2: Yeah, like when the, with like the little side door open, she like lays in it fine. The second we close the side door and we pick it up, she knows the jig is up. So then she gets afraid of it, right? So we had taken her to the vet. We left it on the ground because usually when we come back, we put it on the ground and then just open the side and we just let her let her do her thing. So my favorite was we have like an off brand like Roomba, like the little robot vacuum. And she was really like
0: Victor, by the way, his name was Victor.
2: We named him Victor the Vec. Vic the Vec. So she's laying in her carrier as Vic's going around the house. And she's like not afraid of it or like hissing at it, but she's definitely watching it. She's like, "What is this thing's deal? What's this? What's this guy's fucking deal?" Um, so it's zooming around vacuum. And she's looking at it from inside her carrier. I watch as it is going parallel, so down the side of the carrier. It stops, turns to the left towards the carrier, and starts going forward. And it, like, lightly bumps it. So it's not, like, moving fast, but it lightly bumps it. And she ran so hard. So I feel like they have, like, a light rivalry. Oh, like, they she totally was like, Did do. you see Vic? She, Vic did that on purpose.
0: She eyeballs him. Like, she doesn't. It's not like she's terrified or anything like that. But, like, when he goes by, she fucking eyeballs him. She's like that <laughs> fucking.
2: <laughs> did you
3: see him yeah. attack her? <laughs> yeah.
2: So Anyway, that was our Mildred Longer Than a Minute. We haven't had one in a while we wanted to let you know what's going on in mildred's world i
0: do want to say real quick about her houses so she has a haunted house and then she winters and then the rest of the year she doesn't have a house mm-hmm. and i've debated do we get her a food truck there's like little things you know oh, there's like food cat trucks, taco truck like, is so good yeah there's all sorts of things but listener i wish i could remember which one but listener the other day sent me how their cat has this house and they decorate it for every season. Aww. And I'm like, that's like our Christmas tree. <laughs> or our, I don't want to say Christmas tree. Our, our tree, hol- our yeah. holiday tree that I keep up year round and I decorate for all the holidays.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If she had a basic house, we could think of it. We could put little lights on it. <laughs> we could think of the things we could do. So now I'm feeling like uh. if she's good, maybe Santa Paws will bring her a year round condo.
2: So you're saying she won't get a year round condo. Because it's contingent on her being good.
0: She was terrible last night. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Kept mama awake all goddamn night. Yeah. Santa Paws is watching.
2: <laughs> We're in the season We're of Santa We're in the Santa Paws, Paws
0: season. Right. Any whoozle. Any hoozle. Actually starting on the episode. It is called Designing Duggers. This brought me flashbacks to my childhood of designing women. But I designing won't go into women. that story right now. My mom traumatized me. Um, December 15th. 2009 is when it premiered. Okay. So it's day two in Tennessee, the day after they've arrived. So now they're actually getting to work mm-hmm. at the Bates residence. And Kelly is showing off what will be the new kitchen. And then, you know, just kind of just like, you know, oh, this will be here, you know, given the kind of like tour. And then the focus shifts to a man named Rusty. We, we saw him previously. Mm-hmm. Who has been instrumental... In, you know, this remodel. And it's actually old Rusty himself that gets us a cell phone belt clip yeah, bingo square. Early. And, but, you know.
2: From a different source. You it didn't is expect
1: thr-
0: it. You know what? What does my life come to when I am fucking thrilled by these things i was so excited that it was somebody else like you know we're getting the fucking cell phone every fucking episode it's like you know whatever it's 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 old news right now so to have somebody else be the one to do it was just like made my goddamn day (laughs) what is happening to my life
2: have you ever heard the term that people say where if something's old they say it's old hat i have not so if something's very very normal they'll be like oh my gosh that's so old hat so, this is old. So, anything that's on, like, any of the Duggers is old clip.
0: <laughs> old clip, yep. <laughs> yep. Well, Rusty brought the new clip. So, Rusty. thanks, Rusty.
2: I want to point something out. Rusty's last name is Cornette. But, you know, I have a friend who goes camping with us whose last name is Cornette. That is a last name that you have to say both of their names when you reference them.
0: There are just certain people that have that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, shout out to anybody that you all have in your life that you have to say both of their names. I have one that I work with right now. But, yeah, Rusty Cornette, I'm like, I would have to say Rusty yeah, Cornette every time.
0: I, I've seen just even, like, TV shows I watch where I've seen people on Reddit be like, why do people say their last name? They're like, there's just certain names. Like, <laughs> I don't so know how real. to explain <laughs> it to you, but it just comes with the name. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have that name. I don't feel like you go, I have to say Whitney Salgado. Like, no, like, yeah. I don't have that name. I'm mm-hmm. I'm Whitney. Even in my maiden name. You didn't have to throw in the McDonald. It's not that serious. <laughs> you know, but there's just certain names where you're like it just go like for example for my other Bravo chicks, you can't say Jenna. You have to say Jenna Lyons. That's just how it is, you know? Yeah.
2: Oh. So. Yeah. Rusty Cornet.
0: So Rusty said, quote, God commands us all to be holy and a lot of people, including myself, don't take it as seriously as it deserves to be. And Gil and Kelly do. They pour themselves into raising their kids to be godly people. So okay. <laughs> um and apparently so Rusty has done all of like their archways and mm-hmm. add a lot of like extras in the house, including a jail cell above their stairs, like for the kids and stuff. It's pretty funny. And it kind of cuts to Gil and Kelly saying, like, Oh, we didn't change Rusty's mind. It was the kids. Mm hmm. And apparently Rusty doesn't have children of his own, saying, quote, I guess I feared that the world was just going in the wrong direction. And, and I kind of lost my confidence that kids could be raised in a godly manner in this world today. And then Gill and Kelly and Jim Bob and the other families, including the Wilsons, have sort of re-encouraged me that it can be done. I guess if I had met them fifteen years ago, I probably would have had a dozen kids of my own. Zero mentioned if there's a partner who would even be willing to have a dozen kids, you know, with for whatever uh with him, but you know, minor detail.
2: Yep. So we don't know if Rusty Cornet is a sizzling single in their area.
0: We have no idea. But, you know, if he'd met them before Yeah. Could have had a dozen kids. Yep. The world is missing out on a dozen cornets. <laughs> so the Bates House project is at a, about the halfway mark at this point. And even though the house is huge now, square footage-wise, compared to what it was before, mm-hmm. as they've been trying to live through the construction phase, they've been having to like move to different sections of the house to accomplish things. And the areas that they have to move to keep getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> and at one point they did finally have to stay in a hotel yeah and i wonder at you know what price per night gill was able to talk them down to because remember remember how jim bob was talking about how it's a hundred dollars a night and he would talk them down to 35 which i'm like you're an asshole yeah and then um in that dig about the baits before where they followed them going to like ati where they're like they got them down to 43 and i was like oh jim bob like yeah got them by like eight bucks or whatever the fuck yeah. it was but i'm like He probably was just like, you know, we're going to be here. while. how do you feel about $10? Like thinking that like, well, you know, we're going to be here for a while. I'm doing you a favor. And they're probably like, oh, fuck you, asshole. (laughs) Like, If he's trying for 43 on one night, you know he would try for something ridiculous for Mm -hmm. like a multi night. Look how
2: many nights we're here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're probably just like, oh, get out. You know, they're, the second they show up to a hotel like that, they're costing the hotel money. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the type of family you're making money off of. No, like, not at all. So they're like, oh, please just leave. <laughs> so after some more watching of people watching other people work, <laughs> the focus shifts to Jackson. And not our dancing king. No. But Jackson Bates. Mm-hmm. And Jackson says... This house, it's just, it's not a house without a family living in it.
2: Now, how do you feel about little Jackson?
0: He looks like he feels his feels.
2: Yeah, because we talked about that. Like, we had a nephew that we were like, man, he he feels it. Like, he was very emotional as a... Kind of as his personality was starting to come out growing up because you were like, oh, he feels very deeply, deeply
0: like very like when he was like three, four, were like, oh, you you're in touch. Like, you (laughs) know what I mean? Yeah. And
2: that's how I feel about about this kid. And I will say he does have very um, like memorable lines about things and i don't feel like it's him trying to be funny i feel like it's literally just like his personality so oh, yeah. there's a level of endearment there where you're like oh mm-hmm.
0: and i wish i could remember the exact wording of the nephew we were referring to but he just had like little moments where he would he would start to like he chokes up mm-hmm. like he chokes Same, up buddy. like he was talking like hol- he loves halloween and he loves <laughs> christmas um and he would like choke up and say things to my sister like I can just feel Christmas in my heart. Oh my God, oh. I'm going to fucking cry right now. But he just—he like, would just get all like verklempt and he'd just be like, I feel Christmas in my heart. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And yeah. he was like fucking four, you know? Yeah. Like,
2: so and it was cute. just those moments where you would you would see or hear or feel him getting emotional and you were like, buddy, what's wrong? And then he would say these things and you're like, yeah. <laughs>
0: And he just would like grab my sister's hand and hold it and just be like, (laughs) you're just like, I love you. And it's like, oh, he just, he feels his feels. He was a feeler. Yep. So sweet. Mm. So one of the producers says to Gill and Kelly in A Talking Head that Jackson is one of the most thoughtful kids he's ever met. Is that like a slight roast to the Duggar kids? (laughs)
2: They're like, we don't get this from our normal subject.
0: They're just not that thoughtful. We're not used to it. So they show Jackson saying various things like never get mad. It's not fun. And (laughs) it's not ever normal. Just like (laughs) he just has this funny way of talking. Yeah. And so that producer, you know, asks, you know, where does he get it from? And Gil says the Lord, because, you know, we teach them all the same. We raise them all the same. And, uh, you know, he's just like, he just Mm -hmm. came out that way. And during all of this, Kelly gazes adoringly. Oh. Did you catch that one? I did not. Thrilling, I got to tell you. <laughs> Anytime somebody else gets us a square and it's not a Dugger, I'm like, that's "Ooh, true. spicy this week."
2: I feel like part of the charm of Little Jackson is his southern drawl. Yeah. Like that's part of it cuz he says he's you can tell he stops and he's thinking cuz they were like, "What is it to grow up in a in a house with you know, 17 people or whatever. And that's where he was like, well, it's not normal. It's and it's not it, like, ever it was... <laughs>
1: normal.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it was it was very endearing. And the the light story I have to tell is my um my cousin, Mariah, when she was very little, we went to go visit her. And um, my uncle, aunt and them lived in San Antonio. And we went to visit and she was like starting to the personality was starting to come out in the age that she was at. So it was funny growing up in San Antonio. If you don't know, San Antonio really is an amalgamation of like Mexican culture and U S culture. Like there's a lot of that in Texas, in the border towns in Houston, you know, there's chunks and, but San Antonio is just, it's a different beast of, of culture. So she had a lot of words growing up that were very Spanglish And I just remember her in this cute little, like, kind of Mexican, but also Southern drawl. Somebody said, do you want to go get a snow cone? And she was walking with us. We were, like, walking through, like, a shopping center. And she, like, stopped dead and looked at my aunt and goes, tía... It's not a snow cone. It's a raspa. And she like <laughs> rolled her R really hard. We all like died. So I still to this day, if I see snow cones or shave ice or whatever it is, I always think that. It's not a snow cone. It's, it's a, a raspa.
0: raspa. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. But I also just think that there's some kids. And I don't think this applies to everybody. I mm-hmm. think that for some people, you develop your personality over time. Some people, some kids are are them from the womb. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm like, there's just some people, I'm like, you've been you since day fucking one. And it's not like that for everybody. I don't think that I was necessarily... Like, I don't know. Maybe. I was... It's, that's the difference is like i was super shy as like a child and like yeah. stuff like that and like very cautious and that is that speaks to my anxiety today but like of I'm, I'm a different person today like mm-hmm. i don't think you could say that about me but there's some people who i'm like you have just like you okay like, like, like for womb, an example yeah. just to put it to uh like a cultural thing like the it's freaking bats girl
3: <laughs> like
0: <laughs> she's been that way since the day <laughs> she fucking came out of the birth canal you know there's just yeah. some pe- there are just some kids that you're just like you literally were born this way like there was no cultivating this personality Mm -hmm. you were you you know
2: the last story i'll tell before we move on is uh my old sous chef's son Oh, first of all looks just like him he's so cute he's absolutely adorable and at the hotel that we worked together at last they were trying to do like um, marketing pictures for the
0: rooftop pool for the
2: rooftop pool and like family and stuff. And they utilized him in their marketing and he was adorable. And it was like him with sunglasses, like sitting with his hands Hands behind behind his his head, head. like on a pool (laughs) chair. And Oh, it was, it was amazing. So, um, he came into, they came to visit me at my new work and it was, um, my old sous chef, his brother, that was a cook for us. And then his son, and the server that was serving with them, um, I, we were busy. We had banquet events and stuff, so I was kind of running around. And then I I passed the server, and I was like, all good? And she goes, oh, my God, his son is adorable. And I was like, what happened? And she goes, I went to ask him if he wanted anything to drink. And she said, oh, we have this and this soda and iced tea and lemonade. And his adorable statement was, when I hear lemonade, I say Yes. <laughs>
0: so now now Tim and I say that for every ever since that a couple weeks ago this happened and so now just any little thing to me, like when I hear french fries I say yes
2: <laughs> we went to the state fair and they have like the lemonade stands yeah. and I was like I say yes yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like those adorable are just, those are just personalities that just they yeah they're just there from the day <laughs> you know
1: oh, oh funny
0: so anyhoozle, that was the whole thing about little Jackson Bates. Oh, and on Jackson Bates, he just got married last weekend.
3: Oh wow! So it's funny
0: to watch and be like, we're seeing him as this little kid, and he just got That's married. That's
2: funny. So does he look? I'm assuming he looks exactly the same. He's got puffy
0: does? hair now, so it's like oh, a little interesting. Like I mean, the face you still see it, but he's got puffy hair, and here he's got his little buzz cut. So you're That's just funny. yeah. So now a new family shows up, the Wright family. And they used to go to church with the Duggars and then they moved and now they live near-ish, I guess, to the Bates area. And this is actually their very first time meeting the Bates, actually. Oh. And the Wright family plays bluegrass music. So, of course, there's a scene of them playing for everyone. And I was hoping for some singing for another square. No fucking singing.
2: No, not at all. All And I also wish they were obviously singing, like, real copyrighted music because TLC put, like, generic bluegrass music over it and i'm like they're not playing that was not them playing because during those moments there was no sound coming from anywhere else and that was not that was a studio recording of generic music that was not them playing oh and Uh. i I even wrote i was like man i I really wish we could hear them playing because they talk about how like the young boy can like shred on bluegrass guitar Uh which is awesome um yeah that wasn't them
0: I didn't okay, I just took it for what it was and I was just like, <laughs> All right. They sound yeah. all right. You yeah, know? it was
2: definitely like royalty free bluegrass. Huh. They sure they searched bluegrass too on uh, on a royalty free music website.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, it shows what I know. I was like okay, cool.
2: <laughs> there is one point where Lego is gonna Lego because when they show up, I made a comment about how like he makes things about himself go figure with everything that we know and we've read and we've heard um they show up and he walks over to like the patriarch of their family and goes hey hey
0: oh hey hate again
2: he did and then he goes i must have given you really good directions
0: yeah because you, you got right here or something yep, like because that, yeah.
2: you're the reason buddy yep, yep. you're yep. the why do you have to make everything about him? It's all
0: it's it's he makes everything about him and it's just the constant need to fill space. It's just to <laughs> say something yeah. all the fucking time. Yep. So I did want to point out that while they're playing or I guess they're not playing. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know. But uh but while they're playing, uh, Joe, simple Joe, gives off, you know, little Lego hair vibes and he's chasing some form of foul. Was it a turkey? It was a turkey. Yeah. He's And uh, what is with these people and, like, fucking chasing birds? Like, give it a fucking rest. So I know everyone is dying to know if there was a round two of the chicken casadillas. (laughs) But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we do not see them making another appearance. No. We do, however, see hot dogs and burritos. Mm Mm-hmm. Um...
2: And it looked like they were, and there's no shade. It looked like they were like freezer burritos that they put in like a, in like a jelly roll pan and then like do some cheese cheese on it. Yeah.
3: Mm? Yeah.
0: Nothing looked, nothing was egregious this time. It was just, Mm. it is what it is. The hot dogs were in a big pot that looked like they'd probably been boiled and then drained off. mm -hmm. Which man, I got to say, I remember was, so when I worked at the hospital, I remember just like walking into like the kitchen one day after not being there. And there was a girl who, she was a diet rep. And so like. We worked near each other, but we didn't know each other that well, Well, and we both walked into the the room at the same time, and we both paused, and we looked at each other, and at the same time, and I don't even know this girl at, that well. I remember we looked at each other, and we both said, it smells like hot dog water in here. <laughs> there is a specific smell to hot dog water, okay. you know? yeah, It's very specific.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I bet that place was,
3: <laughs> the, the smells
0: of hot dog water and dirty little children, can you imagine the smells that day? oh man but yeah the the hot dogs and the you know the burritos it wasn't egregious and michaela she's rocking her 90s prom dress again that we saw her in Mm -hmm. before yep um you know as she serves up hot dogs by the way so at least she's dressed her best for Mm -hmm. she's
2: dressed her best for hot dogs (laughs) everybody needs to dress their best for hot dogs I do have one thing that Michelle said going into this scene. She was just speaking well of the Bates and how well they host large amounts of people, and how like open they are to having people in their space. And but then, it's I mean, just... yeah,
0: they're here to build you a fucking house. Of so course, I'd be pretty yeah. open too,
2: right? But she was like they do really well they ho- at hosting all of these people and they feed us really good southern cooking and it immediately I cuts know. to a pot of boiled hot dogs now hopefully you all understand me and Whitney love a fucking hot dog and,
0: and good Eat is good. boiled
2: grilled like
0: Air fried.
2: Right. Like
0: cut in, cut where you make it crispy, where you do the little like mm -hmm. swirly, or what's it called? Like you make it the sidewinder. The little hash
2: marks, yeah. Yep. So we love a hot dog, but it's funny her being like, they feed us good Southern cooking. And then it's a boiled hot dog. And
0: then a fucking frozen burrito. (laughs) Not a goddamn thing there was like (laughs) some Southern cooking.
2: Yep. My (laughs) funny ha-ha about hot dogs is that there's a t shirt that I've seen that says, I got that dog in me. But it's a picture of the ad from the Costco billboard. That's the hot Dude. dog and the drink for a dollar fifty.
0: Okay, so here's I got the that thing. That dog in me. <laughs> I-, I miss the Polish dogs. They got rid of the Polish. <sighs> Those Polish were Polish so was good. my thing for for damn. So, so they got rid. Of it. But even their even Costco hot dogs, damn good. I get them. I buy them just to have the hot dogs like from the freezer so section. So good. So fucking good. But goddamn, do you burp them for a day and a fucking <laughs> half? There is something about those hot dogs that they're so delicious, but they will be repeating on you for a good day and a half.
3: <laughs>
0: like, don't be in my in, in the vicinity of me if I've had a Costco hot dog, because it is coming again <laughs> over and over and over. She
2: has that dog in her, and it's getting out.
0: <laughs> it is barking out. like. Oh, damn good, though, man. Damn good remember the old days of like do they still i think the last time i we went they didn't have it like that anymore where you crank out the onions they didn't have it like that they don't do that anymore
2: i thought they did maybe it was just because the
0: oh is it the cranking out the relish that they don't have anymore one of them they don't have anymore
2: yeah and i know everything was weird because one of the times that i remember us going to costco together was like coming out of quarantine like, so like like a lot of things of ketchup are weird and my, you know. where's
0: the, the hot deli mustard in the pump <laughs> Oh, now I want a fucking hot dog. Makes We're going to Costco a, tomorrow. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Real bad.
2: We're going to Costco I tomorrow. I do want
0: a fucking hot Oh, I'm so excited. We are
2: going to document having that dog in me.
0: And I'm going to be burping <laughs> for days. <laughs> but it'll be worth it.
2: Yep. Totally worth it.
0: Any So now Zach and Michaela, they've both joined a... Like volunteer first responders program mm-hmm. together after learning about it from actually a time that they had to call nine one one to their house, and so like they found out about it that night and they joined that night. Mm-hmm. So the cameras follow them to a house fire. Um, that unfortunately is a total loss. It's very mm-hmm. like it's gone. It's it very was a trail.
2: Yeah, it was a trailer fire. Nobody, nobody was injured or or anything. Thankfully, but mm-hmm. it
0: was gone. And Kelly talks about how she doesn't like blood. So ever since Michaela was little, she's not been bothered by it. And she kind of steps in. Sister mom saving the day yet again. No, know. Of course. That's how it works. But Michaela did get her nursing degree, just kind of flashing forward a oh, little really? bit. Oh, really? She's in practice right now, but she got it. Mm. But yeah. Do you have anything else on that? We'll just kinda...
2: No, the only thing they, they showed. Her up at the back of the truck working the water pumps, and in in my head, I was like, it was just a lot of awkward things of, like, all the volunteer firefighters doing things, and then her just kind of standing awkwardly on the back of the truck. And in my head, I was like, she probably can't do anything else because she can't wear pants.
0: Well. Mm, she can't yeah. put
2: on firefighter pants to like go Funny and do say anything. That, you're
0: going to see some Duggar stuff in the future.
2: Oh, so that was a little
0: spoiler alert. Wow. for Wow. But yeah,
2: you just, you just tonight at 11 to me.
0: I did. So as a fun, thank you to everyone for their help on the house. The Bates have arranged for everyone to go to a roller skating rink. <laughs> so we see them arrive at skate town. <laughs> Um, Or, I guess, scape town, if we're referencing our girl. (laughs) Scape. Unfortunately, this outing didn't coincide with the 25 minutes that Baby Cannon wasn't pregnant. So we don't get to see her, you know, mad scaping skills.
2: Nope. We We saw him last time. She was was getting in there.
0: We just get to watch some amateur shit here. You know, it's amateur hour. (laughs) No professional scaping. So, at one point, they're doing various races, and then they're going to have, like, a race with all the dads of all Mm -hmm. the families. But Clark Wilson, he he didn't really want to do it, but was finally like, okay, I'll do it. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: he comes up behind Lego hair and kind of, like, locked arms around him, almost, like, side hug style in a way. Mm -hmm. And they both lost their balance and went down hard. Like,
1: hard.
2: It was like like...
0: Lego fucking ate it. Like went flat on his ass. Like it landed mm-hmm. back facing up, mm-hmm. and Clark kind of landed on him, but like on his knees. So he mm-hmm. didn't get it as bad as like like Lego went like fucking down.
2: If I can illustrate this in a in two ways, when it happened, they talked about how they described it first, and then they showed the video of it. There's an old uh boxing announcer line and down goes frazier that's what went through my head but then watching it it kind of looked like a wwe move like because he took was- him down he yeah. took him down and then was over him because for the pin he was going no. for the three count there was just no referee there to it's do it It's because
0: of the way his arms are wrapped around him yeah, and then they just yeah. go down and then he's mm. just like on his knee so it looks like he's like Wapa! oh like-
2: yeah he yeah yeah, he like power bombed him.
0: <laughs> they just needed
2: the ref to slide in and go one, two.
0: I did kind of crack up when Cannon in her talking head said, "I think Clark was okay though. He got cushioned by the fall. He landed on Jim <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. There was a little bit of weight. There was a little bit of too much excitement in there than she, normal.
0: Like she thought it was. Like she seemed to really think it was funny. So yeah, it was kind of uh... funny. And then leave it to Joy. Oh, Joy. (laughs) That girl. (laughs) In a talking head, she says, he's like 300 pounds or something. And you can hear everyone in the room laugh awkwardly. Yep. (laughs) Yep. When she says, and even Jed, I mean, like the OJ who's with sitting next to her he's smiling and he's got this kind of like oh shit you did not just say that but like Mm -hmm. he's even kind of like shifting and like shaking (laughs) a little bit and like he's got he's smiling all big but joy she's not going down alone on this one (laughs) much like clark you know he wasn't going down alone he didn't go down (laughs)
3: alone
0: um joy joy throws in there that's what jill said
2: yeah, she threw. Yeah, she threw. Straight
0: it up, called her out, throwing mm. Jill under the Duggar bus. Yeah, she just threw her under
2: <laughs> the Duggar bus. The Dugger bus.
0: And that's kind of it. It ends with them going over what they got done while they were there, mm-hmm. but like nothing yeah. really of substance after that. It's like the big fall was kind of really the yeah, <laughs> really the end.
2: Mm-hmm. There was just a weird line from Michelle. Where she said that she used to do speed skating. Is that the one that she did? Speed skating? Yeah. And, it, it you know, they popped up the little pop-up video thing on the bottom that said, like, you know, Michelle used to compete in speed skating. And she was like, I like speed skating. It's kind of the only skating I like. And I was like, what? kind of skating is she talking about figure skating cheap skating like what it it made it, it was just a very weird comment and i know it was just for her to like fill some space but she was like nope no other skating in my life please
0: the speed um one thing i did want to point out did you notice how we never saw pest and anna yes i'm very confused because They weren't in any of the Pigeon Forge scenes, like nothing with Jess's birthday, nothing Mm -hmm. at the cabin. And then suddenly they randomly appeared at the arrival scene at the Bates Mm -hmm. in green. Yeah. And then we've never seen them again. Yeah. It's really odd. Mm -hmm. Like I even looked in like background and maybe I could have maybe missed them. Yeah. But like.
3: Yeah, it was a little weird. Like,
0: where are they? Like they were here. If they had just not been there, I would have thought nothing of it. But because they were in that arrival scene, I'm like, the fuck are they at? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I will say the name of the skate place that they went to before is vastly superior to Skate Town. Do you remember what it was?
0: Oh, uh, it's right there.
2: United Skates of America.
0: N- that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Was it?
2: Yep. Huh. Yep. Are you sure? I feel like United Skates of America is a. Vastly Are you? Sh- no,
0: mm-hmm. no, that wasn't it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to check the. We'll have to check the cameras. Right. Yep.
2: And then the only other thing I had was there was a scene when they were talking to Rusty Cornette and uh, a couple of the people that were working on stuff were obviously doing like ceiling stuff. So they had like the stilts. Like in construction, they'll have these like three or four foot stilts that aren't like super crazy, but it's so they can get up and do things on the ceiling. And they were doing that in one of the rooms that had the Bates piano. And while they were working, Aaron Bates was throwing down she was jamming on those ivories
0: she fucking murders a piano <laughs> that bitch wait till you see some future weddings you
2: talked about it in the she in the anna wedding
0: fucking murders <laughs> Like assaults those keys but <laughs> assaults it was just an ivory like it is just
2: <laughs> it was very funny just because they're like they're trying to redo the ceiling and she's just jamming. It's on like those the things. phantom
0: of the opera at, at all moments. <laughs> like, you know, just like <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: yeah. So slams. You should, you should, slams. Sh- you should find that little scene because it's so it's such a weird dichotomy between Rusty talking about construction and then and then her jamming in the back, you know.
0: So <laughs> she doesn't even jam, she slams. <laughs> like, uh,
2: that's all I got.
0: Yep. Only one episode to go this season.
2: It's weird. Does it feel weird? Yeah. I feel like this episode has felt very long, but I feel like we've gone through a lot of things.
0: Episode or season?
2: The season. Sorry. Sorry. The season has felt like it's been a lot of episodes, but we've gone through... There's been a lot of really pivotal things, I think, in my head, you know?
0: I think the thing that's odd for me is that, like, I remember the opener of the season so well. I I literally remember myself like pacing around like reading my notes and like rewriting because my opener of the season was the the 1980 scandal right and I feel like I just remember <laughs> the research and writing of that episode so vividly that I'm like man that was that long ago but yeah. yeah it's just weird
2: all right grab your shovels folks
0: so because now that we record second half on you know separate day some of the episodes Run together for me. Was it this episode that we just recorded that's coming out with this one, or was it actual last week's episode where I talked about um tortilla paper? That last I think week it was the
2: last one, yeah.
0: The tortilla, like I was just like catching yourself saying things as I was getting my water <laughs> ready before we sat down mm-hmm. in my head. Like I, I refilled. I still had some ice left in my like kind of like a Yeti ish type cup. Mm-hmm. Still had some ice left, and I added water, and in my head I'm like, oh, I need a A little bit more ice. But in my head, I said, it needs a few more slices of ice. (laughs) So now I hear all the things I say wrong all the time. Slices of ice. All right. So another roadmap of how I got to this week's dig. So remember back to earlier this season when the Duggars first came to help the Bates with their renovation, I did a dig on the Bates' finances, which really turned into a very long story of how they get things for free, particularly (laughs) cars. Yes. Which that was episode forty-five, isn't that wild? That that was twenty-two episodes ago. That is. It doesn't feel that long ago. No,
2: it really doesn't.
0: Well, now they're back with the baits again, and because of that, I decided that maybe we should talk about some of the actual IBLP teachings surrounding those things that Gil shared. Okay. Because I think, I actually think this is a case where it's more beneficial or I guess at least more interesting to work backwards Mm -hmm. to see how it plays out in practice and then learn the concepts behind them, like what they're being taught. So we've already seen how it all plays out in real life. And now we're backtracking to the why. Today, I'm mostly going to be referring to the IBLP men's manual volume two at the beginning, which is entirely financial. It's pretty much the financial freedom seminar, just in book form. Mm -hmm. Then later on, there will be some, Wisdom booklet stuff that I'll address. Way, way back in the podcast, I did a then dive that just gave some basic overview of what the seminar is about.
3: Mm-hmm. There's a lot. <laughs>
0: There's so many different directions you can go with all this financial stuff. So for today, I'm for the most part keeping it to just things that we can relate back to what Gil said, making callbacks to the stories he told that kind of illustrate the teachings.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's start with the basic principles, MERP. Um, So, in these men's manuals, there are 10 scriptural convictions which every man must teach his family in order to protect them from the destructive influences of wrong desires, false philosophies, and evil companions.
2: (laughs) You know how we love when they call something
0: evil? (laughs)
3: Evil.
0: Now, I'm not going to read off all 10, but conviction number 8 relates to our topic today. Okay. And that conviction states, my money is a trust from God and must be earned and managed according to scriptural principles. Okay. And like I said earlier, this financial stuff goes all kinds of directions. In fact, it has 20 essential goals that are kind of chapters or lessons in this manual. And I'm only pulling some parts from three out of 20.
2: (laughs) Holy cow. Okay.
0: uh, If that gives you an idea of how expansive this is, or
2: damn, it's a lot.
0: I just made myself laugh. Doesn't expansive just sound like a funny way to say expensive because we're talking about money?
2: It's so expansive. It's so expansive.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's the little things. So we're going to start off with God's four purposes for money. Okay. The first purpose is to provide basic needs. And the manual says that the only a few things are necessary to maintain life, such as food, clothing, and shelter... And that God demonstrates his love by pro- providing these resources, providing resources for meeting these basic needs.
2: Okay. So did they la- say water. Think you kind of need water.
0: <laughs> Later on in the manual, there's a section that specifically states that, like, a car is not a basic need. And it made me wonder if they would ever update this stuff to current life. <laughs> but I'm going to assume not. Probably you know. not. Um. And I agree that, yes, shelter, food, and clothing are definitely core basic needs. Mm -hmm. But as time passes and society changes, the list of basic needs grows based on the workings of your environment. Of course. You know? So this was written in the early 80s. But, like, today, I would argue that a phone and internet are a basic need. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you can, like, do anything. Like, some places you can't even walk in and fill out a paper application anymore. Yeah, most have, of the
2: places I've worked recently don't have them.
0: Yeah, it was just a. This is a side tangent. It was just a random thought that I had, and it's like needs change as times change. So just an interesting thought I had.
2: It's it's weird because I there was people that would apply for jobs at the last place that I was at that we'd be like, oh well, all the onboarding's done online, so can we get your email? And they didn't even have an email address. Like, they were getting it through, like, relatives mm-hmm. or friends.
0: Which goes to show, that's why I'm saying it's, like, it's become mm-hmm. a basic need, essentially. Because, yeah. like, that's what's expected of you. And that's why, hey, it's so hard. It's a lot harder than just telling someone, go get a job. If they're, <laughs> if they're really facing hard times and they don't have anything, it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then people will be like, go to the library. And I'm like, oh. And then they can just, like, rent. Like, it's just. Yeah. It's.
2: Convenient from the outside yes, and, to be like, oh, well, why can't you just?
0: And my point is that sh- things change. Mm-hmm. So if you remember back to Gill's how to support a family of 19 without a salary sermon, <laughs> he repeatedly talks about how you need to be dependent on God. And that's because it's taught that you're supposed to establish daily dependence on God saying, quote, since the beginning of time, mankind has attempted to become independent of God. There is in within each one of us a desire to be self-sufficient so that we can be our own boss. We tend to pray, give us riches for our future needs, or give us this month or our monthly paycheck. However, God taught us, taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Which is something I personally just have such a hard time wrapping my head around. <laughs> mm. Like, I think it would be a good thing to be self-sufficient, but, of course, they have a, a reasoning why they say that it's bad. Yeah. They say that depending on God deepens your love for him. And that when you don't need someone, you tend to lose your love for them and that God created us to need him. <laughs> so this is where this kind of stuff is just not for me. <laughs> like, just <laughs> n- at all. Yeah. Like, I don't think any relationships at all should center around your need for them be- beyond a child. Obviously, we're talking of adults course. here. We're not talking about children depending on their parents. That's, yeah, that's a different story. Um, so obviously, we're talking adults. But any relationship, whether it be a person or a creator, I would want it to be centered around a want for that relationship rather not than a, a need. Yeah. So to me, that's a deeper relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just not. I just know I want my relationship, if of any fashion, to be because. They want one with me, not centered around their need for me, you know, vice versa. Vice
1: versa, yeah. So this
0: idea that you need to need someone to not lose your love for them is wild to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it feels weird. It feels
3: weird.
0: Like, to me, especially in the context of God. Like, I kind of feel like our girl, Dolly, in this situation. Okay. Because remember how she just kind of came to the conclusion, and she decided for herself that her God was not the wrathful God that she had been taught growing up.
1: hmm
0: And that instead she was like, my God is loving and kind. hmm That's kind of how I feel in this situation. I don't believe. So this is where I'm going to be like the my God, my God. I don't believe God would have that kind of ego where he's focused on people having complete dependence on him. Mm-hmm. If other people think that, that's your opinion. I'm telling you, this is my opinion. I just don't... Yeah. That's not where I... I'm like, mm, that's not... I'm not down with that. And the same way that people take issue with Dolly defining God for, and religion for herself, I'm sure people find issue with me saying of that course. right now. Like, you know, but yeah. that's just not how I see a creator being. Like, you know. Okay. So the second purpose for money is to confirm direction. Both God supplying the money... And on the flip side, a lack of money is said to be how God directs people's lives. And it's funny because the example they give in the manual to illustrate this is a car.
2: Oh, man.
0: Did Gil Bates write this? Oh, Gil. Did he write this manual?
2: Oh, buddy.
0: It says, quote, if we think we should buy a car but do not have the money for it, we can safely assume that God—that until God provides the funds, it is not his will for us to buy a new car. If we have half of the funds needed for a new car and a car is urgently needed, we can assume that God wants us to buy a lower-priced car unless he directs otherwise. I do think it's kind of funny to throw in you can assume along with this. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they say it's like direct and then they're like, well, you can assume. And I'm like, which is it? Yeah, is it direct or assumption? Yeah. <laughs> So this is very much along the lines of the story where Gil wrecked the one family car that they had Mm -hmm. because of falling asleep at the wheel, leaving them only his two seater car where they couldn't afford a new car cash. So they made multiple trips to get everyone to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. So Gil was saying God was basically directing him not to get a car. And then later down the road, he got a job with a company car. So remember how that was like the big C? Yeah. But then he, remember how he played it off? as was like, then I just would have had a car sitting there. And it's like, yep. no, you could have, you could have sold it. You could
3: have. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> There's options beyond it just sitting, just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, that doesn't fit the story. So. Yeah.
2: It doesn't, it's not a big enough story.
0: And this next part actually goes back to the whole dependence thing we just talked about. Okay saying quote a person who has unlimited funds will find it more difficult to detect god's leading through finances because self-sufficiency no-go you know
2: well no you can't think about how much you love god if you're not dependent on him totally you're gonna Mm -hmm. lose
0: your love for him yeah what else what other reason is there for you to have a relationship with god is there anything else besides complete dependence
2: yeah do you think it's like tax brackets like you have to be below a certain tax bracket to like really love God. <laughs> yeah, Is
0: that... The richer you are, they're more like.
2: Right. Yeah. Mm, you're not doing this right.
0: So here's Lego hair. On that note, though, we have Lego hair with millions of dollars that he made over the course of the show on the backs of his children that he screwed over and paid minimum wage only when he was called out on it. But I digress.
2: It was ministry.
0: Yes. So with this whole, a person who has unlimited funds will find it more difficult to direct, detect God's leading through finances. Where do you think that lands with old Lego hair on this?
3: Ooh, I'm
2: ready.
0: I'm just saying. I'm literally just asking. Like, mm-hmm. do you think he just flips <laughs> coins for everything now?
2: Like that was oddly prevalent, and it felt like two-face from batman where you're like why are you
0: always flipping no he's the he's the fucking fundy version of two-face like because he even
2: he's two countenance
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, he is well (laughs) he's got the side that's like his like
3: his hey 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 his lovable doofus
0: yes from the tv show and then he has what we know he is behind the scenes but he even told jill and derek to flip in jill's book yeah so, you know, he has the money, so that's not an issue. So, so what's a man to do for direction? Break the piggy bank, I guess. Oh, like
2: yeah. Get out oh, the yeah.
0: quarters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of funny when you think about it, though, that when the show was originally canceled after the Pest stuff initially came out, doesn't seem to me like Lego was depending on God for his financial needs and direction.
3: Mm-mm.
0: He was sitting there with Chad. He and Chad were spitballing ideas, and then ultimately, they depended on Jill and Jessa to save the day, not Mm -hmm. God. I didn't see him waiting for God's lead on that one, did you?
2: That's true. Well, I mean, they have their daughters do every other job for them, so they might as well have them do God's job as well, you know.
0: He'd say it's because he wasn't worried about the income. He was concerned for the ministry. Well, yeah. Silly me. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, where does that land with Jim Bob? You know? Hmm, funny. Hmm.
2: I want, like, a amalgamation of, like, the Two-Face from, like, Batman the Animated Series, but with Lego.
0: Two countenances.
2: Two countenances.
0: Yep. <laughs> He's wearing a polo, not a nifty suit. He's wearing a polo and, like, hiking shoes that have a hole in the toe.
2: Some obviously uh, khakis belt. No, no, no no
0: he's been i feel like he wears jeans more jeans more yeah okay. and then he needs a cell phone belt clip mm-hmm. and two countenances <laughs> <laughs> remember this in the the sound of it in the, the... sound of the coin flipping yeah it was like <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh god i love that show
2: when we got hbo max for the first time i watched that entire show and batman beyond It just became that comfort thing, you know, because I loved like the title cards and they were built as like like film noir movies was kind of how it was. There was like Art Deco Deco style style, and everything. And yeah, it was definitely one of my favorites. And I read current Batman comic books and a lot of them, if they show like multiple Batmobiles, they'll have the animated series one kind of like off in the back. The real long one, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I know I've talked about it before. I had the hots for Robin, so that we don't need to get into that again. But have I talked about how when I would pretend to be Poison Ivy? Mm-hmm. Did I talk about that on here? You've With... Not on here. Um, because you remember how she had things shoot out from, like, on her, like, mm-hmm. wrist, like, hand thing?
2: Yeah.
1: So
0: it was very high-tech, you guys. I would go get a rubber band out of my mom's desk, and then I would save my Popsicle sticks. And then I'd put them in the rubber band on my wrist, but my wrist was too small. Last time that ever happened. I have very large wrists now. would never happen ever again. One-time thing. But so they didn't really stay as snug as it was in my head. And then, because, you know, they'd shoot out. So then Mm -hmm. I would just, like, push on the popsicle stick from the end Mm -hmm. and, like, have it, like, it would just fell off my wrist. But I was, like, I, I, in my head, I was poison (laughs) ivy and I was shooting shit. So... You know. It's up I there with it. the it's up there with the tissue paper, the tissue box, um, guitars, things like that. Mm-hmm. I used a lot yep. of rubber bands <laughs> were a big part of play as a child.
3: Oh,
0: Any hoozle. Okay, so the third purpose for money is to give to Christians. Just Christians for now. Okay. We'll get to heathens later. Oh. He says that our generosity determines how much spiritual light we have within our being and that giving to the needs of fellow Christians means that many will thank God. And that, quote, praise and thanksgiving are the basics of dynamic, growing Christians and churches. So this makes me think back to (laughs) how much Gil did not want to give that family the station wagon that he was given. (laughs) It was one of seventy-two cars that Gil was given for free over the oh years, my gosh. and he he said the Lord was telling him to give it away. Remember, to that family, but God had to practically like pry the fucking keys out of his hands. Remember, <laughs> like he was like, God, I need something that you can really uh, let me know it's really you, and I'm not just thinking that's my own because it's like if this is just me thinking, this is you know not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. He would only be generous if God is telling him.
2: If he got if he got pudding for lunch, yeah. <laughs> Remember the mash reference.
0: Yep. I wonder if God was like, really Gil, like you can't pay it forward just like once, like one fucking <laughs> time, without me cars. making you. Because <laughs> like cars and Gil Bates is like the person, like it's like the whole like coffee line thing, like it's, a, it's like everyday normal for the fucking Bates, except Gil is always the car behind in line that's giving you the coffee, he's never the front car giving the coffee. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Except this one time that God made him, so.
2: Forced him so hard.
0: So the fourth purpose of money is to illustrate God's power. Gil touched on this a lot. It was a main focus of his sermon saying, you need to be dependent on God to see his mighty power. Very convenient for Gil. This works out great for him. (laughs) The manual states that God is a supernatural God and he wants to demonstrate his power to both Christians and non-Christians. So heathens finally getting a...
2: There they are. We finally got a pat finally back. Finally
0: getting a little shout out and all this. <laughs> One of the ways that God demonstrates his power is through the miraculous provision of money. It says, quote, When a Christian prays about a special financial need and an unexpected and unsolicited gift is handed to him by one who did not know about the need, the supernatural power of God is demonstrated. Hmm. Which is basically the premise to every single fucking one of Gil's
3: stories.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we didn't tell anyone that we needed a new family car. Or a
2: tree trimming truck.
0: He was just getting his family of eight to church in a two-seater every Sunday, making four trips. But, you know, Mm -hmm. he didn't tell anyone. God told them, not not us.
2: I mean, he wrote it, giant and a giant sign. But he didn't <laughs> he didn't he didn't say them. the words. Yeah. God
0: told him not me. This is where my y would say, uh, God said it, not me. He said it But it'd be God said it, not me. Oh man. He does this not only to make Christians trust him, but to bring non Christians to salvation. Mm. So this is a really fucking weird one to me. And it gets weirder saying, quote, when Christians are in right relationship with the Lord and each other, and when they are experiencing god's miraculous provisions in their lives non-christians are drawn to christ and to the local church i think that's weird as fuck that is weird they're literally that
2: that church has a bunch of rich people at it i should go see what the deal is
0: they're literally saying that money is a great recruiting tool or like miraculous money stories of miraculous money is specifically what he's getting at
2: well now you know why gil bates is the way he is it's, I mean everything it, has to be a miraculous story of how he it's a story in a swing set and a swing set
0: so yes they're talking about God's power but they're specifically here talking about God's power of providing money miraculously mm. so again here's another one of those things where I'm just like this and this and me we don't jive at all <laughs> this is not this is not it for me I don't think people should have a relationship with God based around dependence first of all On him for your basic needs and i don't think money is a good reason for a person to become a christian or join any church (laughs) but be like wow i saw this crazy thing with money happen for this person let me join that church yeah it's a
2: it's a like a scam
0: i would think money being a factor would be a bad thing but it's a numbers game yeah if that's what brings you in so fucking be it they don't care they just want to get you through the door
2: Mm mm-hmm and get some of that sweet, sweet money.
0: More tithe. So I'm going to leave the four pur- purposes for money with this. At the end of this section, there's a little question and answer area. And here's one that gave me a real good chuckle. It says, <laughs> so the question is, if we ask God to provide $500 by a certain date and it arrives three days after the deadline, should we reconsider our decision? And the answer is, no, (laughs) unless God gives you additional information, (laughs) we can trust him to provide the money the day it is needed. So this idea of giving God like a deadline is fucking hilarious to (laughs) me. Like, please send me $500 by Saturday, the 28th (laughs) at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. In Jesus name. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Then, like, when five o'clock rolls around and five hundred dollars hasn't shown up on their doorstep, they're like, "Okay, we can do seven thirty, <laughs> no later than that." Okay, thanks in in Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> the Lord is
2: the Lord is getting hit up by accounts receivable right now.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> he's getting many messages from their financier.
0: I just think it's so funny. Uh, if he didn't meet the deadline, we asked, like, can we like? switch things up <laughs> we
2: like send it to a to an collections
0: agency, agency. Yeah. <laughs> i just thought that was funny Ugh,
3: it's so odd.
0: now let's really get down to the gill of it all the section titled basic principles of praying for money
2: oh my god, are you serious <laughs> literally
0: <laughs> that's literally it one of the 20 things it's like uh... so there's 10 subsections <laughs> but i'm only sharing a few The first being, we must base our appeal on guarding God's reputation. And it says, quote, When we pray for money or provision, we must clearly explain to God how his reputation will be benefited if we receive it and damaged if we do not.
2: Wow. So now you're into scam tactics, manipulation tactics of God.
0: You're giving God ultimatums. Now hold
2: on a minute, God.
0: It's like, so Gil is telling him, you know, if you give me a swing set, even though I have the money for it, I'll be able to talk you up real big to folks in town. But if you don't, well, God, you'd be missing out on my fine hot man man skills.
2: I mean, you got to think about your rep, you know, it's important.
0: It's just so funny. It's odd. Like, clearly explain to God Like, is that what we're doing now? It's just so weird because I can't understand where they're always telling you, like, nope, this is God. He's this. Mm -hmm. He's powerful. He does that. And then all of a sudden, like, what you need to do is clearly explain to God.
2: Here's how to scam him. You go to the dawn on the day of his uh, daughter's wedding is what it feels like. That's how you get the real stuff out of him. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) You got to clearly explain to God the pros and cons, you know? Gotta make sure he knows what he'd be missing out on like and the that. damage it would do to his reputation if he doesn't provide for you. It's just so fucking <laughs> so weird. Bad. And you remember how Gil was like, "I just bought. if I just bought it myself, I'd have a swing set, but no testimony of what God wanted me to do. It's It's like these people think that they're doing God a favor by asking for shit. It's like fucking bargaining. Like, you get me a swing set, I'll talk you up. <laughs> Doesn't Isn't that what it feels like?
2: You'll get that street cred.
0: So God is all powerful, but what he really needs is your help. <laughs> he needs you to demonstrate his power. He needs you to ask for things so that you can tell him how doing so will help his reputation in the long run. Like, like God is waiting around for people to be able to do things. Like he's like... Yes, finally, somebody prayed for a fucking weed eater so I can do something. <laughs> so
2: I can offload this weed eater that's been sitting here for a week.
0: Finally, someone is asking for a swing set. I was looking for a way to, like, rehab my reputation. You know? This is uh, wild to me. And what
2: do you do if you don't get the money? Do you threaten to, like, you
0: threaten God? Yeah, threaten
2: to bust up his house if, <laughs> if you don't see the money? Like, what the fuck you is You know this? what I could
0: do to your reputation if you don't do this? <laughs>
2: I'll be using your name in vain all over the place.
0: (laughs) He's just twiddling his thumbs up there, just hoping for a chance for somebody (laughs) to give him the opportunity to like show his power.
2: Oh man. In
0: the form of swing sets. Oh man. Any on another note about praying for money. They say not to limit God's way of providing. So by that, they mean don't try to anticipate how it might happen. So like maybe don't give him a deadline. I don't know, just a thought.
2: Like, <laughs> Those seem a little contradictory. Don't, <laughs> don't think about it.
0: Don't tell high, him that there's a deadline. Don't have high expect don't have expectations of how it's going to happen. But at the same time, you need to be very clear and explain to him. <laughs>
1: like, oh
0: my god. It's very weird. So they emphasize that God likes to provide in ways um you might not be, ex- you know, expect saying Quote, God wants our focus to remain on him for all of our provisions. For this reason, he will often provide when we need what we need through totally unexpected sources. Kind of like Gil's van that sat at a mechanic for 6 weeks and miraculously yep. appeared in the driveway one day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Expect the unexpected. <laughs> I still think it was his parents who paid for the motor. Totally. <laughs> Cuz they were on the way to their house and mm-hmm. couldn't go. Yeah, totally. But he either knows that outright and continues to lie about it, about not knowing it to keep it like unexpected and miraculous, or he knows it deep down but will never ask or like acknowledge it because he doesn't want to know because then it spoils the mystery and miracle. He doesn't have you know? much of a story, yeah. yeah. Um since, you know, he claimed that nobody knew it was there. <laughs> the miracle. The mechanic is like, yeah, it's been here for six fucking weeks. Your parents had to have known. Like, you're, you're not, I'm, you know what? I'm not buying it, Gil Bates. You're not buying anything either. <laughs> I'm definitely not buying this.
2: Oh, What was the name of the dark-haired witch in, the one that rode the vacuum in Hocus Pocus? It was Mary. <laughs> you sounded like her when you were here, like when you said the line, No one knew it was there. It was the R (laughs) at the end is kind of the way you say it. We just watched Hocus Pocus. It was so good.
0: Shifting gears a bit. Now I want to take you back to a quote I shared from Gil back in that dig. Something that he said on their episode of Primetime Nightline, My Extraordinary Family. Uh, Gil closed out that episode by saying, I don't take anything from the government. Probably qualify for a lot of things, but I will not do that because God's taking care of us. I don't want to be a burden. <laughs> Says the man who waits around for people to bring him Free swing cars. sets and weed whackers and car wood chippers. Car. car. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't want to be a burden.
3: Right, right.
0: He doesn't want to take anything. From the government.
2: It's the little kid thing of like, but I can't have any, can I? Yeah. Like, he just well, he didn't tell anybody that he needed these
3: things. And you he's know? not
0: taking from the government. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to now talk about what Bill Gothard teaches about government assistance. Okay. But first, we need to talk about Bill's definition of poverty. <sighs> And while he does cover some of this in the men's manual, it's actually a wisdom booklet that I'm going to be referencing more for this, but it kind of goes back and forth. It pretty much, the the wisdom booklets actually, it it expands on everything said in the men's manual, but with far more attitude. Like, it gets snarky. (laughs) Like, it gets fucking (laughs) snarky. Like, okay, so first order of business with Bill and poverty is his definition for it what he says is when you don't have sufficient food, clothing or shelter. Okay. Which that can be part of it, absolutely. Mhm. But certainly not all of it. There's a lot more to poverty than just that. That's yeah. that's a major oversimplification of it. Mhm. But that's what he says is the the definition. That's it. Okay. He specifically says that it's not about not having enough money to pay your bills. And there is certainly zero mention of any form of standard of living. So it's like you can technically have a roof over your head and still be living in subpar to terrible fucking awful conditions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just way over simplifying. things. There's like, so many
2: nuances yeah. to like what that looks like. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes sense when you think about it, because think of all of his followers many of them actually i'd argue most of them (laughs) the ones who didn't score a fucking tv show yeah live in poverty yeah they're squeezing a million people into tiny houses often not eating enough getting enough you know adequate nutrition or adequate health care but he can't get into those details because he can't have his people knowing that they live in poverty
2: right and if you're pushing the narrative that like to suffer is the appropriate way to be devoted to your to your God, this is just part of it. And then it's in a cycle where it's like I'm giving money to this group and buying all these different programs and these books and all of these things. We may not have a lot of food on the table, but I'm right because I'm doing this.
0: Well, and he repeatedly talks about contentment, which is, I, I fucking hate that word, because it's always fucking pat- patronizing. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, like, yeah. usually, it's never just, like, it's it's usually someone splaining to you about how <laughs> you need to be more content. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's very rarely from just, like, a point of, like, someone being, like, oh, I'm very content. It's mm-hmm. someone telling you that you're just not grateful enough. Of course, It's, like, yeah, very, yeah. like, finger waggy. Mm-hmm. So he talks a lot about how like the only things you need to be content are food, shelter. And like so he relates it to contentment. So think of how these people take that and go like, well, I we're, we're not poverty stricken because we're fine with this <laughs> fucking shack of 27 <laughs> people in a two bedroom. Yeah. We're fine with it. Like
2: they have no other options ta- but to be yes, fine ta- with you're, it.
0: You're supposed to you, you are to be content with this. Yeah. You're, you're not supposed to want for more. Yep. You're not supposed to want for a better quality of life. you're not poverty stricken
2: well as long as he's convinced them of that yes you know yep
0: so he can't get into details beyond that because you can't have them thinking that's not part of that's not (laughs) that's not allowed the worst so it's like for him it's like you've got a roof you're fine yeah you have clothes slaying (laughs) you have bean sandwiches every day fucking thriving like that's his definition yeah And it it just bothers me so much because it's something we still see today. Mm -hmm. This idea that poverty or poor looks a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like how earlier I said that I feel like phones and internet have become a necessity Mm -hmm. in today's world. You know, and and I've heard it from a damn self. I used to work with people who made many comments about things like this. That there's those people that's like, if you have a cell phone, they're like, hey, you're not poor.
2: Yeah. You know? They're still, just like... Still this, to this day. That's
0: There's no way you can be poor and have a cell phone because it's so just in mindset where it's like, well, sell your... Oh, sell your Sell your cell phone. Um, yeah. Like, but they'll be like, sell your phone. Oh, and then what? What is that going to do? Pay for this one fucking... It's just this idea where they think that, like, that's the answer. You have a cell phone. That's why you're poor.
2: It's the... Buying coffee argument.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Like, you wouldn't have known by looking at me that I was hungry in those summers where we didn't have enough food. Mm -hmm. I had a home. I had clothes. I was clean. I didn't look like I was on a dollar a day Mm -hmm. sponsorship commercial. But I didn't have enough to eat. Yeah. And yes, Bill might be saying here that food is one of the markers of poverty, But he's also absolutely perpetuating an idea that it looks a certain way Mm -hmm. at the same time by refusing to acknowledge any other markers for it. Yeah. He's probably the type to be like, no, you ate once today? You're not poor. You know, like Mm -hmm. he probably sees it as, you know, not necessarily buying used, but um, certainly saving the difference with those m- missed meals. He's probably like, oh, well, it's just a good financial decision.
3: You know? <laughs> right. Like, right.
0: I-, I could just see him explaining <laughs> away everything, you know, like, yeah. for the sake of keeping with his definition. Mm-hmm. And it just upsets me because that kind of thinking is how people and children who need help slip through,
3: slip 100%. through the cracks. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like the second you make assumptions and or refuse to consider that there's just a lot of variables and scenarios and many many things to consider that aren't just this black and white like formula mm-hmm. like every as, as long as you do that like someone who needs help won't get it and it just makes me sad
2: because it's in it's in incumbent in a lot of like other circumstances like like you you talked about how like you didn't have the stuff that you needed, but you didn't look like you needed that stuff from the outside. Yeah. And the only way that that would have been helped is if somebody would have known the situation and done something about it.
0: And, and I won't get into like total detail of it like right now. Um, But like my, my old boss used to use like after I kind of explained some things to her, she used to use me as an example of telling like, that's a kid that kind of slipped through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Like, when she was trying to explain to people about like free and reduced lunches and things Mm -hmm. like that and it's like we absolutely would have fucking qualified but as a child I was dependent on my parents to do that. Yeah. And they didn't. So anyways, I know we're not talking about free and reduced lunch but I just mean that like but that was still just an idea of like Mm -hmm. nobody knew.
3: Yeah.
0: And I was depending on my parents Mm -hmm. and if my parents weren't making that decision would you know what I did? I went all day at school and I didn't eat.
3: Yeah. And it's it's
2: sad because the reason why the parents don't or make that decision or don't make the decision a lot of times has nothing to do with the child
0: yeah so that's why i'll always advocate for like people get so caught up on thinking about like they want to do these things for adults and that it's perpetuating these things which we'll kind of get into this it's this idea that no no we can't do that because that just perpetuates them think of the people who have no choice
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. and so
0: like when people i know that were against you know universal free lunch Mm -hmm. oh i could go on a soapbox i'm really gonna try not to right now but i remember like someone was like but if i can pay and it's the same person used to argue with me about it all the time (laughs) and i'd be like do you forget that we've had this conversation you just want to fight i honestly sometimes i really did think she forgot yeah like i think it's so like not on her radar but she's like if i can afford it why can't i pay and i said you and she's like and then if they and a family can't afford it they should just they should just you know it's the it's just, just mentality. It's ugh. the just. There it is again. They should just, you know, do what That's what the program's there for. There is free and reduced. They just need to do and go do that. And I'm like, you are assuming that every parent does that. And my point is, we can't count on that. Yep. And I was one of those kids who I could have fucking eaten every day. Mm-hmm. If it had just been universal. But instead, mm-hmm. I didn't look like I needed help. And I did.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So this went on a whole side thing. But yeah, my I remember like talking to my boss about it. And I remember her crying and being like, Yeah, like that's you're an example of
3: mm-hmm. you're an example of
0: this. Yeah. Ooh, any hoozle. Okay, so Okay, so we were just talking about where were we at? Oh, slipping through the cracks, blah blah blah. Um and if that's not enough, our Billy boy he then goes on to tell us very frankly that, quote, both wealth and poverty are tied to obedience to God's laws. And that loss of money is a consequence for disobedience. So I guess I must have fucked up real early in life. Then, you know? <laughs> like, oh, OK, got it. Man. So then we have, you know, one Lego haired Duggar. He's wealthy. So, I guess he's all good, right? you know, so he's like a gold star. he doesn't
2: do anything wrong, uh,
0: you know gold star, childhood me sinner got it
3: <laughs> understood, yep,
0: um, it's annoying though because he he flips i mean everything about him's annoying, but he flips flip flops all over the goddamn place, and at different points in various texts, he'll say things about how wealth and pop you know both wealth and poverty are signs of obedience and disobedience, like I said. But then, then he'll be like, well, but sometimes wicked people are wealthy too, but, quote, there is trouble and sorrow in their riches. So which, which is
2: one they, is it? But it's is like, it?
0: <laughs> number one, they don't give a fuck if they're they're just like, oh, there's sorrow in my riches. Ooh, terrible. <laughs> like, you know, ooh, God, uh... stop me. Like you
3: know.
0: <laughs> So first of all, but yeah, like you said, which is it? Yeah. It's like just just say it. You're you're the reason you are flipping back and forth is because of that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. There's no simple equation of poor equals sinner. Mm-hmm. That's just not how it works. Yep. So he does this flip flopping, but then he he still does end up right back where he started, saying quote, ultimately poverty is the result of man's sin.
2: Wow, damn,
0: <laughs> very pointed. Um. <laughs> And you know how he proves that point, Tim? Uh Uh-oh. Well, there was no poverty in the Garden of Eden. No poverty until that woman ate the apple.
2: Women, am I right? Case closed.
0: It's true. Am
2: I right, Mildred?
0: He's not looking at you. She's not not dignifying you with with a response. Okay, so
2: that was his smoking gun. There was no
0: poverty until that bitch ate the apple. Mm. So that's his big... Case closed. That's why sin is... Poverty is because of sin.
2: Okay. I just imagine him walking away going... (laughs) Dusting his hands off and being like, Well, my work here is done.
0: Yep. Uh, But little Whitney, I talked about earlier, how she must have been sinning as she slid out of the birth canal. Of course. He does kind of... You know, he touches on this subject a little bit, saying, quote... Even if an individual's financial problems are not the direct result of his own sin, they can be shown to have their roots in in the immoral behavior or unscriptural decisions of others. Cool. Great. Thanks. That's awesome.
2: So you can be punished for somebody else. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So
0: when you throw that in there, it's a very convenient way to just say that there's an answer and a reason that someone may not be able to track down, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because maybe the reasons for poverty, you know, aren't that simple. But, you know, but um, but giving that kind of final word on it kind of wraps it up with a little bit of a bow <sighs> in a way that he doesn't have to continue to explain it. There's some sin somewhere committed by somewhere, somewhere, someone to blame. I don't know. But,
2: but that's what you're paying for.
0: Don't ask me, but it's there somewhere. <laughs> that's basically what he's saying.
2: Yeah. That's the nature of this entire thing is like. The talking in circles, so nothing comes back on him. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought about when it came to the, when it came to the riches thing. Real convenient, because you know, homie has money, so real convenient for the stuff that you're having people pay you for. Where it says, well, you know, wicked. It's not all men that have lots of money that are the evil ones. It's just the ones that have sorrow in their riches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so
0: oh and they're they're really they're really they're, yeah i mean that's thank- really eating them up <laughs> the yep. sorrow in their riches is yep. eating them alive
2: and don't look at me i mean thank goodness i don't have sorrow in my riches that's how it feels <laughs> like you're gonna villainize people and then you went oh shit that kind of sounds like me um uh they have sorrow in the riches <laughs> like that's that's how this all feels
0: oh god it's isn't it so bad This is so disgusting. bad it's disgusting It it reminds me of him saying that sickness can be a sign of sin or stepping out from under your umbrella.
2: Or the episode where it was like weight gain can mean something of the same. Yes, exactly.
0: It's just another way to try to explain things away without having to actually explain it and and leave people like anxiously racking their brain to try to figure out what the fuck they did wrong and blaming themselves for something that is most likely entirely out of their control. It's just how they operate. (laughs) Also, on that note, (laughs) um, of it, like, maybe not being your fault, he says this. In other situations where an individual is poor through no fault or choice of his own, he can be sure that God has a purpose in it and should try to discern what God wants to teach him through this time. Okay. So this made me think of how the Duggars go to El Salvador every December Mm -hmm. and witness mass poverty. What do you think the kids think? Like they're being taught in their school curriculum that poverty is the consequence of sin. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the kids assume that these people are all just like fucking sinners or where do you think they place the sin?
3: Hmm.
2: That's a really good point. Like, especially because it is so widespread in the country they're going to. I don't think most of the kids are thinking about it too hard.
0: I don't think so either, but I. There's still a question <laughs> I'm posing.
2: Yeah, but I. I feel like it does lead. If you look at a lot of the things with this group, like they, there's ways they give you these things that are like standards, wink, wink, or this is what this means, wink, wink. And if you have a lot of money, it like means you're good. But if you're a, a trash human being, don't worry, they have sorrow you know so there's just a lot of these things of like here's how to show that you're doing this right so i feel like it leads to a lot of piousness and a lot of i'm doing this better than you i'm more devout than you Mm -hmm. i'm there's so much of that and i feel like that underlies everything when they go down there
0: i think a couple of things before i forget this i think that they can conveniently play it both ways if you have a lot of money it's just like oh look at how good I am I must be a great Christian God's rewarding me or if they're not they're just like we're just so content with the with the basics and the you know of the Lord you know like mm. they can play that either direction but specifically to what I said about um El Salvador I think you're right I don't think they think about it but just there's something I'm taught like posing as we know that that's what they're taught yeah. but I think if they were to place the sin, I think they'd place it on the government, okay. but likely only after meeting people and having to look them in the face and Here's realize the that they're not just inherently bad people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think it's like looking at people and being like, oh, well then the sin can't be you. Like, you right. know, like almost mm-hmm. like, okay, so it's your government. But even that to me is just so fucked up mm-hmm. because it's like, sorry, your government is sinful, but the good <laughs> news is there's a purpose in your poverty. And you're getting to learn through it. And then some fucking Duggar kid would probably give like a thumbs up or something. <laughs> you know? A single or a double barrel? <laughs> double. Double Ooh. and push.
2: Damn. They'd double like, and push. They'd be
0: like, "Woo!" I mean, there's a purpose in this.
3: <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. Uh, it's so. Just... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good.
0: Um. So poor equals sin. Just so everyone's tracking here. Heard. Which is also... um. That's why these IBLP families, when you think about it, that's why they'll never claim they're poor in poverty. Because they'd be admitting to sin, essentially. You know?
2: (laughs) Or other people would think that they've been doing bad things, you know.
0: So now that we've gotten an idea for where Bill stands on the concept of poverty in general, now we can actually dig into what he teaches about government assistance.
2: Should I prepare to be horrified?
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we heard his definition of poverty, and here's what he has to say about the government definition. No. Quote, poverty, as defined today for government welfare programs, is the lack of enough income and resources to live adequately by community standards. Thus, a person in America who cannot afford an automobile is considered poor, whereas in other societies that same person could be called rich. The government identifies as poor those households who need to spend more than a third of their annual income on food. This description contrasts significantly from God's standard that sufficient food and clothing should be all a person needs to be content. (laughs) So homies got beef with people (laughs) thinking the standards should be higher than having like a fucking shirt on their back and one packet of ramen a day
3: yeah you know mm-hmm.
0: he's got beef ramen with government assistance Yeah, <laughs> there it is but yeah like he's just like standards <laughs> like he's literally like oh, <sighs> these assholes like because yeah. like, what is it um community adequate uh, inco- income and res- resources to live adequately by community standards mm. <laughs> standards Ugh. he's like what the fuck are these people talking about standards uh. we don't do standards around no.
2: here. no we do blanket statements to put people into a box so it makes us feel either better about ourselves or worse about them.
0: Yep, exactly. So and he, here's where it gets good. And by good, I mean bad. <laughs> Under the law section of Wisdom Booklet 30, the heading reads, How does the welfare system in the U.S. violate biblical principles of almsgiving? First paragraph, I only added this just because it's kind of humorous to me. The very first paragraph goes like all like fake news style in on fucking Charles Dickens (laughs) saying Charles Dickens (laughs) drew sympathy for the poor by blaming society for their condition. However, this approach only obscured the real issues of poverty. He's mad at all little little, wow. little Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist <laughs> he literally has like a little cartoon of it, and it's just like this, he's like
2: this fucking sack of shit over here. He's
0: like, he's fake newsing Oliver Twist, <laughs> and I'm like, what an opener, man! What an opener! Yeah,
2: that is a bold. Uh, you you know you got to grab your audience from the beginning, and so. In-
0: In the description of the little cartoon, it's like Oliver asking, please, sir, I want some more. But like the way it's written is like fucking snarky.
2: (laughs) You mean when Oliver was being selfish? Is that what you mean? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I want to make sure we're talking about the same scene. You mean when he's leeching off of the system? For that
0: second bowl?
2: Yeah. (laughs) He needs to pull himself up by the own sides of his bowl, damn it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just, I was just like, "Whoa, this is."
2: Oh man. Here we go. Damn, I'm ready for the rest.
0: So this leads us to his many reasons why he says that the welfare system is unbiblical. In the men's manual. Because if
2: there's anything that Jesus hated, it was poor people. You know. Yeah. Biggest things he hated: people that were sick, people that needed help, poor people. Those are all of like Jesus's pet peeves.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: His pet G's. <laughs>
0: So in the men's manual, he flat out says, quote, I'm going to have a hard time keeping a straight face through all of this. I can feel it. <laughs> I,
2: get, I get to hear it in your voice.
0: Poverty will never be eliminated through social programs because the real cause of poverty is not social, but spiritual. Social okay. programs may provide jobs, education, or money, but th- these alone do not conquer many of the forces which create poverty, such as drunkenness, drug addiction, laziness and unwise investments. Mm. Again, perpetuating the idea that poverty is only and always is the byproduct of terrible decision after terrible decision after sin after decision after sin, <sighs> completely Man. ignoring so many factors that I we can't even get into today because I will be here forever because I'll get I'll, I'll get really fucking fired up. <laughs> and, if I even dip my toe into I, all of it.
3: Yeah, I can feel it.
0: I I can't. Yeah. But it's not that simple. And it is mm-hmm. really gross to so broadly state mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. And even if someone is struggling with addiction, there's a lot more to that too than just mm-hmm. like, you know, they just like decided to sin. <laughs> As I'm sure he, he sees it. That's his, you know.
2: Because it's easier that way. And... That also makes him feel better about himself. Mm -hmm. Because he can be like, well, I don't do that. I made a better decision than Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm.
0: Every situation is different and you can't just make assumptions like that. And even then, people don't just get there for no fucking reason. People don't Mm -hmm. just like... These things don't just like... There's a series of events. Like Mm -hmm. People aren't just like, well... I'm just gonna let myself like just dig deeper into poverty. We, you know right.
3: like like right.
0: That's not what happens. Like there's just so many things you're you're just making assumption that you know everybody's story and you know mm-hmm. why everybody ended up there. It's gross. It's just not that simple. But their mo is to make things simple. make them basic, mm-hmm. you know, Don't dig too deep. don't examine. Yep. don't be understanding. There's no fucking nuance. This is just how it is. Mm-hmm. Poor people are sinners and they're being punished for their sins by lack of money. Mm-hmm. That's it.
2: If there's no gray area and you're trying to get people to subscribe to the system that you're building, you don't want them to think that there's any circumstance yeah. in those situations. They want it because you need them to be able to say, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, which is giving this guy my money, or I'm not. Yeah one of the two yep because that doesn't leave room for oh my god i i broke my leg and i can't work this month we need to save money or we need to do this no that doesn't matter yeah because if you do that and you You lost it well you probably you probably broke your leg because you were sinning or thinking about sinning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i mean that's on you bud you
0: you broke your leg because you masturbated this morning like you know (laughs) it's like something like that like there's always going to be something. There will all, that's the that's what's convenient about this is mm-hmm. there will always be a reason that he can be like, oh, well, did you buy a boat twelve years ago? That was an <laughs> unwise decision. Right. Like you know, there's just always it's yeah. it's too convenient.
2: Sorry, what went through my head when you were like, you must have broke your leg because you masturbated <laughs> this morning? Was me coming out of the bathroom and both of my arms and both of my legs are in casts. <laughs> 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 That's what went through my head and I laughed.
0: <laughs> uh, if anybody's husband breaks their leg like, tomorrow, they're going to be like, oh.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, any Hoosel. So another beef ramen he has with assistance mm-hmm. programs is that he says giving is a responsibility of families and churches. And this is where the attitude really starts coming out. It, I mean- quote the so-called welfare system is in fact not really a system parentheses a well-planned coordinated and comprehensive program nor does it truly contribute to people's welfare parentheses state of well-being success prosperity and happiness dude right wow it's the so-called you know the so-called oh yeah Millie's panties are real bunchy like mm-hmm.
2: he's gonna start everything with it's a lot of well apparently energy yeah you know, or absolutely. per my last email
0: absolutely and the toot continues throughout the text by putting welfare and poverty in quotes, in quotes. Ooh, that's his
3: go-to move remember <laughs> yeah. the agent Yep.
0: yeah uh and at points he even has helps in quotes, too, are helping. Like, I mean, it's actually very funny when oh, you oh read it. God. Like, it's all just, like, I, I was so mad. The whole time I was doing this, I was so mad. But I'd come across that, and I'm like, thanks for the laugh, Bill, you know?
1: <laughs>
3: thanks
0: for that. I appreciate it in a moment like this. Uh, I'd be like, uh, me, 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 And I'd be like, helping. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> all right. You made me laugh. Uh, you got me. He also says that quote, the welfare system has developed over the past ha- half century is clearly the result of the increasing acceptance in our society of the philosophy of humanism and a rejection rejection of scripture. When in doubt, blame humanism. Yeah. I was going to say
2: that's an oldie, but moldy. Yeah. Yep. Those are
0: the two go-tos sin, humanism.
2: He mm-hmm. really an- says, I blame dogs.
0: Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Add that to the list. At another point, he brings up humanism saying, quote, from our limited human perspective, we may be tempted to ask, why would a merciful God allow some people to suffer poverty? A deeper understanding of our own sinfulness brings the realization that any benefit we enjoy, even if it is only the breath of life, is a result of God's infinite mercy. Were if not for his mercy, we would all have perished in our sin." Which brings me to the next point. Okay. Since poverty is the consequence of sin, yours, your father's. Somebody else's, yeah. Your neighbor's hamster. I don't know. Someone's sin somewhere, sometime.
2: Don't even get me started on Gerald.
0: (laughs) He basically says nobody else should be stepping in to help them, saying, quote, Poverty is a condition allowed by God, and it should be motivated And and it should motivate us to appeal to him, not to anyone else for relief.
2: So does that mean we shouldn't do anything? Like if that mindset is like you shouldn't help them because this is something that God made happen, we shouldn't do anything.
0: But then he also says earlier that it's just like, oh, it's good for Christians to to help people. So it's like, Mm -hmm. which Which the fuck is it?
3: Yep, yep. But, it's the theme but of like all this, of this is
0: because now but he's like oh well I'm talking about social programs so it's different that's where, you know that's but that's what he yeah. would say
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the social program that's the problem in a nutshell to him the problem is that the program of help negates the lessons that you should be learning is what he's getting at saying quote social programs which are designed to end poverty also overlook those benefits that God wants to be achieved through poverty. Such as self-examination, seeking the Lord, and creative resourcefulness. Oh, which again, broad fucking statement. And it's this assumption that if you get any kind of help, you're not trying. <laughs> you're lazy, like you said earlier. You're oh. you're, you're lazy. You're uh, a you know a drug addicted or drunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know not resourceful. I mean, that's the harshest of them all. I mean,
3: Is yeah, I, <laughs>
0: I might be drunk i am right now i'm not um <laughs> but don't be calling me not resourceful exactly that's the worst of the bunch
2: <laughs> i'm on all these things but i've made really smart investments because one of the things was irresponsible invest is what was it irresponsible? Unwi- unwise and investments. unwise investments yeah yep.
0: so i'm gonna kind of go rapid fire now to sort of wrap this up because i while I was writing this, I was getting quite mad at this point. I believe it. Quite honestly. So I'm like, I just want to kind of want to be done. He also says that God's only remedy for slothfulness is a lack of food. So that giving them food reinforces their laziness. Oh. God, I love that. Mozart I was just a lazy. hates that one. <laughs> um, so I guess I was just like a fucking lazy piece of shit. I mean, I was hungry. So it was like, you're just fucking lazy.
2: Well, uh, hearing you actually say it is is very good good first yeah, step yeah.
0: yeah um learned a lot about myself today big sinner <laughs> lazy piece of shit not resourceful mm-hmm. you know yeah learned a lot thanks bill <laughs> he also goes on about how almsgiving must be restricted to those who are qualified to receive it and then he rails on about um society standards of poor yet again he's very mad about that and you know the focus on of society on fairness and i I didn't even get into all of that because i'm like i I fucking can't but he seems to think that it's like well everybody just wants to be exactly the same it's like no people want to fucking live that's what it is Mm -hmm. you asshole Mm -hmm. this idea is like do you think that everybody's saying that they need to live in a fucking mansion and and they need to have all of this and it needs to be supplied by the god that's not they're Mm -hmm. trying to fucking survive you dickwad Mm -hmm. like It's not about this, like, the way he sees fairness is gross.
2: It reminds me a little bit of the term money can't buy happiness. And I feel like people always use that in situations where they have money that. Yeah, yeah, definitely where they have money. But then it's also talking to people because they think what they want is ridiculous, where it's always about, like, exorbitant. Yeah. You know, purchases that this person wants to make. And it's like, well, money can't buy happiness. And one of my favorite songs from Less Than Jake was about growing up poor. And he, with my favorite line, I think I've said it on this podcast, my favorite line is, money can't buy happiness, but it sure can pay the rent.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I just want
2: to be able to pay my bills. I think God that damn. people,
0: they want to think this idea of that when people say that they just want, thank God if I could just have some money, that they think that people are asking for Above and beyond. You know what people want? They want it so that when something happens, that's not the worry. When, you know, here in America where we don't have universal healthcare, we want it to be like, you know what, when something really bad is going down with ourselves or a family member, Mm -hmm. we want to be able to focus on just that and not like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to cover... I have to sell my house like, to pay for, well, you know, I'm not going to yeah. be able to cover the bill that comes after this. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to. F- and then other people. Oh, I've been there where people tell me, well, that's a bankruptcy. For. I'm like, we shouldn't have to get there. Like, yeah. that's my point is like, we shouldn't have to fucking get to that point. So that's the thing is like, it's not that money is like, oh, I want money just to be able to like fucking dive into it like fucking Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> people want money to not have that be one more added factor yeah. in everything else that we're dealing with.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's all people want. It's like yeah. there are very few people are asking to fucking Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that's you know that's not mm-hmm. what people are looking for. People want yep. to be able to fucking live and have one less thing to worry about mm-hmm. and maybe have the means to take care of things that they have no option to otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's all we fucking want. Everybody yep. just wants to fucking live. And so to sit here and act like everybody's just like. Act, asking for something so fucking unreasonable mm-hmm. and that you know you're just looking for fairness they're looking to survive
3: yeah
2: and it's a real it's a real f- like fresh take from somebody with his means to be putting this kind of bullshit out
0: yeah yeah and add a platform because he can sit there all day and I, I talked about before he was always like oh i only take six hundred dollars but well, we found out, we'll talk about finances of IBLP down the line and how you can say that, but you were being taken, everything around you was being taken care of.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's convenient. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, like, yep. it was still, it was not going to be an option for you. Even at the worst, you knew that you were going to have this crowd of people who would crowdfund, you know, mm-hmm.
1: to everything. make it like,
0: to to cover every fucking thing if you needed yep. it. So it's like very convenient for you, you fucking <laughs> dickwad. I hate them. So, yeah, so he he talks about fairness, because, you know, everybody's just looking for gold-plated toilets. Um, And then he gets into how the Bible speaks of poorness in three categories. The stranger, the widow, and the fatherless. So I guess if you're not one of those three, he's like, you're not qualified to receive it. You're just, like, shit out of luck. Damn. Your father and husband are alive? Sorry, figure it out.
2: Well, I've never had a husband, so...
0: So you might qualify? So I might. So so I'm still on the maybe list. <laughs> oh, this is why we shouldn't get married, you know. Yeah. For a final wrap up wrap up of this, I want to again point back to Gil's statement. I don't take anything from the government, probably qualify for a lot of things, but I will not do that because God's taking care of us. I don't want to be a burden. So this man takes and takes. Or I'm sure in his mind, it's like accepts and accepts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's different. Waits
2: and waits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So somebody brings it to him for free.
0: Yeah. But because it's not from the government, he's he's somehow different. Better even than those who might use government assistance. Because that's what it boils down to. Like, I Mm -hmm. mean, I was thinking all of this in the last episode, but I was like, I'm just going to wait until where I knew I was going to do this at some point. But just... Just... Just think of all the things we've heard him accept car, (laughs) car, car, swing set, weed whacker, $50,000 work truck, $25,000 like wood chipper, chipper. whatever, Mm -hmm. free materials and labor for the renovation of his home. Mm -hmm. And that's just the things we know about. You know, there's countless more that you can't, you know. All of which I'm sure adds up to a lot more than even a grip of people combined have ever gotten in government assistance. Mm-hmm. But his all came from the Lord, so it's different. Yeah.
1: You know, clearly he's, doing
2: it he's the right a good.
0: Way. Yeah, he's a good Christian, not a sinner. This is all very different.
2: And that's why he's getting the help.
0: Exactly, the mental gymnastics of justifying how your reliance mm-hmm. on the assistance of others is entirely different. Insanity. Yep. Delusional. Disgusting. Yep. I I, I can't. It it blows my mind. And oh, and also just the fucking cherry on top of all this fucking (laughs) shit Sunday. He's doing God a favor. Remember, (laughs) he's giving God opportunities here. He, He can use he can help God out by then having a testimony to promote God. You know, he's on god's yeah. pr team he yeah god needs Gil bates mm-hmm. for pr
2: yeah Gil bates was like yo i'd love to do a collab uh-huh. you know he was like i will get your name out there but this is what i need but i'm not gonna ask for it so i'm not gonna tell you i need
0: it <laughs> but then they also <laughs> yeah.
2: i'm doing real heavy eyebrows at winnie <laughs> but but i might need it
0: yeah. <laughs> oh god and he even thinks he doesn't need too there, there's that that too <laughs> He his money for it. He's still like, let's test God, because remember that's what he was like telling Kelly. (laughs) You know, let's just test it and see what happens. Because that's another thing. That's what I don't get. This whole thing has been about how God is all powerful and we all do things. And then this like, we're gonna give him ultimatums. We're gonna give him timelines. We're gonna test him. It's Mm -hmm. fucking wild. It's weird. He needs us. It's weird.
2: (laughs) How do you have a mindset of such servitude, but then also this weird like, like? way like over insistent on how amazing you are mindset yeah. like it's weird it's so odd. how do those two things coexist like i'm the reason god's gonna like i'm gonna up <laughs> i'm gonna plus god after our collab but he's like the one that i give it up to like you... it's
0: literally you're talking about it being like a collab i'm god i'm really I'm i'm gonna get you so many new followers after our collab <laughs> like you're gonna get so many new followers
2: yeah See and then so Whitney follows uh this this uh page that kind of makes fun of like influencer speak and the way that they like present influencers of vi- every genre presenting certain things and I just imagine Gil being in the backyard with his with his uh, swing set and being like yeah you know a lot of people have been asking me how I got this swing set you know h- tons of people ask me every day because like you, you don't know, know
0: like... how to do anything yourself. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's pretty much how I would go. <laughs> so what I did was I gave God an ultimatum. <laughs> I told him I could help his reputation, <laughs> that I could give him followers. And then they sent me a code
2: <laughs> for
0: a swing set.
2: Hashtag blessed.
0: Always. Oh, man. So, yeah, there's Gil Bates doing God a favor, giving God opportunities here. He can use it as a testimony to pro- promote God and but you know people on assistance like that's not glorifying to god that would be like glorifying to the government yeah and uh which is kind of funny because they invent and flip and twist things all the time so it's almost just like i I kept just thinking to myself why have they not just said that like god created the system and move on with their day like why did they just say that like god created and inspired the people who created these programs with all the justifying they do all the time, like, but that that's just a bridge too far. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Like that's what's so funny to me. I'm like you could have just been like, This is the modern way of helping yeah. the poor, you know? Like, this is how Jesus did it and this is how we're doing yeah. it now. But it's like, no, 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 we can't do mm-hmm. that.
2: I always think about my little Arthur and what he said about science. And his whole thing is he was like he's He's very, he's very religious in like, he doesn't go to church every Sunday, but he's very, he has very strong beliefs and him and I had a lot of conversations about his beliefs versus mine. Um And it was always in a really, like, I just wanted to know what his motivation was or where his mindset was. And, you know, so it led to a lot of good things, but like with science, he always said, he was like, there's just certain people that are amazing At wanting to find out the answers to things. And he goes, I don't understand because I always thought God put that into them. Mm -hmm. And that's the person that they are. And that's causing them to pursue these things. So in his head, those two things didn't have to fight.
0: Fight each other all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's a little bit of what kind of this reminds me of is like, it's not mutual exclusivity. Yeah, Exactly.
0: And I'll end it with one little story that I remember now because of um, because of the last time we did their episode about mm-hmm. his, you know, cars. The episode about getting cars. That's what <laughs> it was. Um, a listener, I cannot remember if it was um, someone they knew or a story they heard from someone. I'm fuzzy on the exact details. Okay. But I remember the important part was that it was like someone's religious mother being in the grocery store with their child and they were having to use, like, EBT. Mm-hmm. They're using assistance. And, like, while she was using that, was, like, telling the child, this is not the government doing this. This is God.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember us talking about this.
0: And so that's where I'm all, like, so it's just interesting because I feel like that, number one, I was saying I'm almost wondering, like, like, oh, God, like, I've been saying, why, why don't they just say God created this program, God mm-hmm. created this, whatever. But this is with such attitude of, like, that is, that this is not from this. Mm-hmm. So what I'm like, so where's the, this is God doing it. So then how did God do, how did God provide this? Like, yeah. so why is it, it's a way to justify that it's okay that you're using it versus the other people who have. Yeah. It's just so fucking it's weird. and I. Yep. <sighs> yeah. I.
2: This so. was a, an interest, a very interesting dig. I think it half and half went from things that were. Interesting to things that were infuriating, mm-hmm. you know. When you were talking about the Gil Bates episode, you were like, You know, the one with all the cars. In my head, the thing that went through was riding in cars with boys, and then I was oh, like, Riding in move. cars, and then I was like, Riding in cars with Bates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't kill that movie, it's such a good movie. God, it's a good movie. So I'm letting Tim you know it. I
2: was listening, but I was also chuckling to myself.
0: I saw you chuckling. I'm like, what is he laughing at? I was <laughs> right. Cars <yeah>. with Bates. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh,
3: good God. movie though. If he Fantastic. It, movie. I made Tim
0: watch it because I'm like, it's so good. And it he is. Was, so he's good. like, it is. It's so good. So yeah. watch. That. That's a recommendation this week. Yep. Yeah. If you need something to kind of like get you off of this bullshit, go watch Riding Cars with Boys.
3: Yeah.
2: Can I have a pre? What we're digging on, like a like a mini dig
0: dig oh or, yeah 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 okay yeah. good okay it so my mini dig was...
2: is mostly because we obviously you're talking about the spooky season and different things and spooky behavior and spooky behavior um we've been watching roseanne episodes of halloween and that is one of my favorite things is uh peacock does a good job of separating
0: they have the little pumpkins that have the different.
2: yeah so it's the different um like episodes of stuff so they pull out the Halloween episodes of these different shows and then you pick that show so it's a cool thing to be able to flip through and and kind of see some of those. we've been watching Roseanne Halloween episodes and they're good
0: yep that's a good and always I love when shows have like a thing that they always do friends was always Thanksgiving Roseanne was always Mm -hmm. Halloween like I like that Mm
3: -hmm. all right
0: want to go for your real dig
2: yes all right so we are on what we're digging on here's what I'm digging on post-modern jukebox they're very big they travel the world um i remember in like the late 90s like do you remember when it was it was like old timey kind of like 20s and 30s like jazz music but then they would put like beats to it what was it called it was like electro something um and that became big so it was this thing of like music from that era that was like kind of being moderately redone. So postmodern jukebox, Scott Bradley is the guy who runs it. It's a channel on YouTube. He will listen to modern ish music and break it down musically. What's, what's the chord progression? What's the, how fast is it? What's the instrumentation? And then he'll look at what other genres or what eras of music does it line up with? And then they'll play a version of it in that style. And the three that always come up in my head for you guys to listen to because it is incredible.
0: Yeah, he, Tim got me on them. They're so good.
2: <sighs> so they do a doo wop cover of I Kissed a Girl. And it is so good. It is like good. it has no business to be that good. So it's a doo wop. And they have like a three man like wop group and then the female lead singer. And then they have. A version of "Sweet Child of Mine" sung as like a New Orleans funeral dirge, and the woman that sings is just this like glamorous older woman who has such a powerful voice. And you're like, "There's no way this is Guns and Roses. There's <laughs> yeah. no way." Like it, there's it, it doesn't.
0: It's so weird when you're like, "I know this, but this is so different." <laughs> but I know this. It's like you're back and forth between what, but I know it. Like yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that one's incredible. The ending of it like legit gives me goosebumps. And then the mo- the more recent one that I've been into is a cover of Teenage Dirtbag by Weedis.
0: Damn good song S- on its own.
2: For real. Sang by a woman singing like Janis Joplin. Oh. And it fits, I don't think I've heard this one. It fits so well. And it's such a good version of it. And then you're like, she's not doing a crappy impression of, of Janice Janis Joplin. Joplin. Yeah. She's singing it in encompassing a lot of the things that made Janice Joplin special. And she's singing this weird ass song.
0: I'm going to have to <laughs> listen to that I haven't heard that one. Oh, it's so good. Didn't so
2: it's probably from about a year, two years ago. Uh, okay. Like I don't more think I know recently. It. Because they took some time off of doing a lot of music because they were touring there for a while. But So my digging on for this week is po- Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox. Go see them live and look up those three songs. Sweet Child of Mine, I Kissed a Girl, and Teenage Dirtbag.
0: Nice. Digging it. <laughs> you know what I'm digging on this week? What are you digging on? I'm digging on you, honey.
3: Aww. But
0: specifically... Because this is our um, final episode that will come out before Halloween. Mm -hmm. But I was just thinking that, like, I am so... Why am I going to cry over fucking Halloween? What is wrong (laughs) with me? What is wrong with me, you guys? I have problems.
2: You like holidays.
0: No, I'm just, like, really grateful that I have a partner who, like doesn't like shit on like my like nerdy like do you want mummy dogs or spider web <laughs> dip you know what i mean like so many people would probably like adults could be like i could give a fuck like yeah. and you don't go i don't care pick one you're just like let's do mummy dogs like mm-hmm. you know or i'm just like or, or um i made jello that looks like candy corn like the layers are to look like candy corn mm-hmm. or i'm like Buy, buy my little pumpkin brownies and I'm like, we still have to have the pumpkin brownies but I'm just like, <laughs> we need ice cream to have our pumpkin brownies and like, yeah. but like, I just, and, and when, and that you'll sit and watch Hocus Pocus with me and, mm-hmm. or, or it's like, okay, what are we doing tonight? Like, when you have a night off because you know it's important to me and I'm just glad that, you know, that you aren't just like, this is lame and that you like, <laughs> are fully in it mm-hmm. and, yeah, that I don't feel like I have to be like, like like I have to like stuff down like my mm-hmm. enthusiasm for it. Like you're 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 along with me with it, mm-hmm. and I don't feel dumb for it or anything. Mm-hmm. And you're just there enjoying it with me.
2: Absolutely, I love
0: festivities.
2: <laughs> I will yes, and you all day. I pr- if you get the improv reference.
0: I preach. If there's anything I preach, I preach the word of festivity.
2: <laughs> that's that's very true. Like, Amen.
0: If, yeah, if I had a cult, it would all be about like...
3: Holiday <laughs> decorating? All
0: day, de- not even just decorating. It's the sh- it's the whole thing. Like, you guys, you got to understand. I want to be, if, from the time I wake up to go, I have my special... I get special coffees. Like, right now, we're doing, like, cinnamon coffee for, like, the fall. Mm-hmm. I have my special mug. I have pajamas. I have t-shirts. Like, Tim, well, that's another thing. See? And, like, you, bu- you bought me more mugs. You bought me t-shirts. Like, <laughs> you really, like, fuel it as well. Mm-hmm. I want to wear something festive. I want to mm-hmm. end the night watching something festive. I want to have a festive dinner a couple nights a week. Doesn't have to be every night, mm-hmm. but it's like, I or I, I'm like tonight because we didn't have a festive dinner tonight. We get to have Boo Oreos. Like it's just you know, <laughs> it's just, and I just appreciate that you do it with me.
2: I will always
0: digging on you, honey.
2: No, which she kind of showed it, but um, I bought her a cup last year that looks like a white claw but it's hocus pocus themed
0: the flavor is children
2: the yep the flavor is children and uh, the serving size on the back is three witches um, <laughs> so you should and do and a like close
0: the in- ingredients are oil of boil, dead dead man's toe i always think of sarah <laughs> yeah. dead man's toe my lucky rat tail oh god can you tell i love it um but yeah the flavor is children and on the front it says come little children i'll take thee away Replenishes yep. youth and vitality with a hint of child.
2: Yeah, you should post. You should post a close up picture of that. I did and in some our of- stories. Yeah, and some of the t shirts that we've gotten have been pretty epic. Yeah, they are. So one of them is called. Um, I can't remember. It looks supposed to look like a like a a face card, like a and it has like a witch on it instead of the queen, and she's holding the McDonald's pails.
0: But the good nineties poop
2: buckets. Right. Yeah. So it's like that. That was a cool thing. I got her one that's like. A spooky woman that's carrying she's surrounded by like blow molds which we which know how much we i love eat.
0: a blow mold good <laughs> and, god
2: and two of them are ones that we actually <laughs> <Yeah>. have <laughs> yeah. it's it's really cool yeah. so i will always be here to kind of to kind of throw that around because you get into it and i i want to make sure that like i'll get into it too i don't i don't feel like i was inherently that way before but it's contagious
0: well, like i remember like probably our second or third christmas you were like i remember you telling me it stuck with me obviously because it means a lot <laughs> to me but you were just like you made me love christmas more and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. that's the best thing anybody <laughs> could ever say to me like yeah you know.
2: <laughs> yeah we got a good one
0: i had um coworkers tell me that too yeah because of the, like, so I, I can think of three of them who were like, I have never been so excited as uh, for a holiday mm-hmm. as an adult until I worked with you. And I was like, hey, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, It's true. You are definitely that person. So, well, that's what we're digging on, Mildred. Mildred's digging on uh, Pate.
0: Yeah, she's been meowing. Well, mm-hmm. I mean her version of meow. When we say it, don't be like, oh, suddenly she can meow. It's her version of meowing. Yeah, It's creaking.
3: <laughs>
0: He's quacking, creaking at us.
3: Yeah.
2: So, as always, feel free to buy us a pickle.
0: Oh, um, buymeacoffee.com/slash digging up the dug. I was not prepared. I was not prepared.
2: (laughs) Um, Enjoy visuals and Mildred-related shenanigans on Instagram at digging up the Duggars. Plus my
0: daily uh, festive mug. Yep, festive
2: mug. Yep. And you're gonna see that as we get down into the end of the year. We get through this holiday season. You're gonna start seeing a lot more posts of that stuff, which is cool. So Whitney, Whitney knows how to decorate a home. So I'm very happy when she. And real quick, minor note, before I finish this, um, on the same vein, as a comic book collector, I have a couple things that I feel are very Halloween-adjacent, and uh, I brought up a dumb idea for her to use it in her decor, and she used it in her decor without laughing at me. Yeah. So, I have the the hardcover Batman the Long Halloween, which I thought was very appropriate, Mm -hmm. and then the cover of... Um, a comic book that I like that has a picture of a house with tons of jack o' lanterns in the front. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, if you'd like to send us any normal snail mail, you can reach us at P.O. Box 5973, Glendale, Arizona 85312.
0: 85312.
2: <laughs>